Thanks for allowing me to come. Listen, I get, I get so charged up. I know one, one of our brothers just last week at our table 25 said this. He said, I'll paraphrase. He said, there's something about Tuesday mornings that just fires me up. It gets my day going. It gets my week going. And it just gives me a whole different perspective. And it really does. I'm, it's a sad thing. It has to start on Tuesday. Like Monday's almost like, you know, rainy days. And Monday's always getting in Tuesday. Boop, then we're ready to go. But I want to encourage you that continue. I, I, I'm not beating you up like, you need to be. Listen, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. And we have great speakers. I've been so challenged by the prophetic, by the words of God, the instruction, by a, a father, a grandfather type that have been just pouring in our lives. Matt was here a few weeks ago and challenged us to reach beyond our circle, reach beyond places, find widows or find people that need care. Come on now. This is something that we are in reload. I... Just a real quickly, though, I need you to pray for us. I leave, when I say us, I'm talking about Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and me, because there's four of us that are working together in this whole thing, and that's what I believe. I believe the three are in me, and then allows me to be powered to step, like Joshua chapter 1, every place that we can claim for Jesus. I, have a, I leave Thursday for Italy. First time I've ever been to Italy. I'm full-blooded Italian. I don't have time to see my family and where everybody's from and the roots of legacy, but I get a chance to do the first youth camp in this part of Rome, Italy, that my missionary friends have been here three years, and they've established a church, they've established a youth ministry, and there's somewhere between 25 and 35 young people, 40 young people, and I get a chance to do their first. So I'll be five days in Italy. And then how many know that it takes like... 12 hours to get to Italy. It's ridiculous. So I'm praying for the flight that God will just knock me out. And so, uh, and then in September, friends, we just did our golf outing. We raised great money for the golf outing to, we start with three cities in September and one of them is Baltimore. And if you know anything about the news and a few years ago about Baltimore, Rodney and Brown, all this kind of stuff that happened, the shooting, the cop thing, we're going specifically to that area to preach the gospel of Jesus. It's finally happened. And they've asked me to come. And so I'm very excited about that. And then I'll be in two places in Pittsburgh. This is all in September. So we start our inner city ministries. Each one's about $4,700, $4,200 to $4,700 out of our pocket. That's why we have the golf outing. And God's allowed us to pursue that. So just keep us in prayer as we do that. And I want to talk to you about today. The title is uh, Only He is Able. And it's a capital H. Only He is able. able. How many know that? When we cannot do it, when we're like, God, I have no place to go. Only you're able to fix this. How many, does anybody give me a witness? Can you, be like the young people, somebody, woo, woo, or they, you know, just do something crazy. But we find out that this Ephesians chapter 3, I want to take you there. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 2021. 20, and Paul gets a little radical with this. How many know that this is kind of a setup for Ephesians chapter 6? Because Ephesians chapter 6 is coming that talks about putting on the armor of God every single day. And uh, how many do that? You, you put on the armor of God figuratively, you know, just like spiritually. Um, but let me ask you this. I, when we say things like, I'm free, do we understand what freedom we have in Jesus Christ? Like when we served a king, I, I can't picture today in this culture. I can't, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand how people say they're free and there's no relationship with Jesus. I don't, I don't understand how people say today, I'm free. And man, I'm telling you, man, it's the greatest time in my life. Until something hits and something happens and a tragedy or something out of nowhere, disease, cancer, depression, suicide, whatever it might be to the family, whatever. And a lot of us experience that. A lot of us have experienced that in our homes and our families. And yet, where do we turn? Where do we turn except for Jesus? 
If it wasn't for Jesus, let me tell you something, friends, there's no place to turn. Listen, yeah, we've turned to our wife, we turned to husband, turned to wife, we turned to, we turned to each other, we turned to friends, we turned to work, we turned to everything. There's sometimes no answer if it wasn't for Jesus. It is Jesus, and that's why I love coming here, because we're all in one accord. If we were able to shout, I did this in youth ministries all the time. I'm like, if I, on the count of three, I want you to shout your name. And kids are like, blah, 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 blah. it sounds like that, you know. And I'm like, okay, on the count of three, let's shout Jesus. And it's like, Jesus. It's one chant, one word, one power, one authority. Without the name of Jesus, we can't do it, guys. And some of you are facing this in your businesses right now. You're facing this in your marketplace. You're facing this in your sidewalk and in your homes. It's some, some of it is just like, what in the world is happening? How many are there? How many know what I'm talking about? You're like, how did this happen? Lord, we've been serving you. We've been loving you. I love Ephesians chapter uh, 3, verse 20, 21. It says this, and this is a message. I'm going to read the message first, and I'll read you a little NIV thing. But it says, God can do anything. You know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. There's an exclamation point there. And what I love about the exclamation point is there's power in that. He says, I want to get your attention that nothing is, is past me. Nothing is, is, is greater than I am. Nothing is w- crazier than what I know, okay? Nothing is wilder than I know. Beyond your wildest dreams. How many have ever had a dream? Now, not a nightmare. I, I've had those lately. I, I've woken, how many have ever woken up in a nightmare and you're like sweating? You're like, oh, my gosh. And you realize you're, you're getting married and it's not a nightmare. It's a, it's a dream. And it's going to work. It's going to be the greatest thing. You're picking a partner for life. You better look at it that way or get out now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and sometimes our partners are not all we thought they were. Or they're not all what they thought we were. How many know what I'm talking about? And our wildest dreams can sometimes turn to nightmare. But also wild dreams can be sabotaged by somebody else. Ask Joseph. Read the, read, the, read the book in Genesis about the life of Joseph. You talk about sabotage. And so dreams sometimes, he, but it says this. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working, What this is awesome, within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. This scripture talks about how do we get the wild in our life? Get the depth. Get who he is deep in us, and he's gentle. How many have ever been in a rage? How many have ever been angry before? Anybody ever been angry? Three of you. I, I know. I just, you know, somebody pulls out in front of you on the road. You're like, I'd like to break. and Start to stop. Like, my wife will say this. Stop. Don't look. Don't look. I'm like, I'm looking. I'm like, how many have ever been there? You're like, yes. Yeah. She's like, don't look. Whatever you do. You're like, yes. Yeah. She's like, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look. So the guy leaves, and I'm like this. Like, she's like, you chicken. I'm like, you told me not to look. But we get mad. We get angry. There's times in our lives where inside we're not so gentle. Inside we're angry. Our kids do something. We're just like, man. And the wife's like, you could have handled it different. It's like, yeah, I won't break his neck. We handle things different. But when we get this depth of who Christ is, we can walk into a Baltimore, Maryland on the streets and be able to preach the gospel to those that have never heard the gospel before. How is it that you can stand in your business when somebody has a problem and never talk about it? How is it when somebody says, uh, a son or a daughter, dad, I got a promise, like, I don't have time right now, I'll get to you later, and that time was gone and you missed it. He's within us, man. Every time you have to question, you know, where are you, God? Where are you, God? Look at the mirror because he's in there. 
When I accepted Jesus, man, I, I'm telling you, the DNA changed my whole life, man. It changed where I was going, where I was headed. I'm telling you, my last dad, my dad's last dying breaths were, preach, son, preach. My dad told me when he found out I was going to be a preacher and when I was pursuing the ministry was, if I would have known that when you were younger, I would have probably killed you. I didn't want that my son preaching the gospel. I didn't care nothing about Jesus. But it's amazing what happens in death. The NIV says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask according to his power that is at work within us. Friends, he's in us. He doesn't push us around. He doesn't bully us. But he's deep within us, and it's a gentle spirit, and it comes out that way. When we allow that to happen, so what's the true definition of wild? The true definition of wild, how wild, has anybody ever done anything wild? Well, don't talk about it. I mean, just now some of you are like, thanks, I thought I gave it to Jesus. The wildest thing we ever did as kids, now some of you are, I'll be 60 in January, and some of you are just as young, and you remember the wildest things we saw when we were kids, and I never did it, but I saw it, was at football games where you, they, they called it the streak. People run across the football field naked. No, I mean butt naked. It wasn't like a cat being on the floor of a squirrel, it was like you. That was wild when we were kids. We were like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. That ain't wild today. No, wild today is a whole different definition. This definition, it says it could be wild thoughts. It could be wild things. It could go beyond a normal act to do something no one else has ever done. Wild. What kind of wild do you want? I remember when, when Rocky Balboa came out, you know, his first movie, Rocky. How many of you remember? And I told, somebody said to me, we're done, man. We already went to Rocky. Give me a break, man. Creed 2's out. It's coming out. Creed 2, man. I tell you, Rocky ain't done yet. But when Balboa, when the first movie came out, Rocky won. Rocky, how many people remember Rocky Balboa? Take me back. Do, 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 do. You remember it? I remember coming out of that movie. Brother, I'm just telling you, man, I might have been all like five foot seven, 130 pounds. I was taking on the world, man. I wanted to get crazy. Come on. Yo, yo, what's up, dog? We were at dinner. That's all we talking. Like, yo, how you doing? Listen, I'll take bacon, egg, and cheese. The lady's looking like, what's wrong with you guys? We just saw Rocky. Yo. It just happens. You lose your mind. I remember those are wild days. Like, you, were, you wanted to fight anybody. How, does anybody track with me at all? Like, you remember this craziness. And those kind of things stir you. It's like being, listen, this is the wildest year. Just check this one out. You're talking about wild. Wild things that ever happened. Justify the horse just won the Triple Crown. How long has that been, okay? Then you have the Philadelphia Eagles, Pennsylvania. I'm just saying. Philadelphia wins the Super Bowl. Never done in their history of football, okay? Houston Astros. First time they've ever won the World Series, ever. You know what they're saying? Because of the way that's tracking, you want to get wild? They're saying this could be the year for the Lions. I didn't say it. Listen, I didn't say it. I, I ain't for that. I'm for Pittsburgh. I'm just telling you. They're saying that's how wild. Now, let me say this to you. I'm not prophetic, but what if it, what if it happened? You'd be like, yo, dog. I'm just saying, that's wild. Because some of you young guys don't understand, man. There are adults in here that are Detroit Lion people that they put tattoos on stuff like, and it ain't happened. You're rubbing it. You can't rub it off. One guy put the Super Bowl 2015. I'm a lion. <laughs> what a nut. 
I'm just saying. Things could get wild. So what kind of wild do you do? Like, like party and have no idea where you are. Is that the kind of wild you do? Do you do the kind of wild that you shouldn't be doing, even though you say you're a Christian? Do you do some of the wild stuff that some of the things have been talked about from this pulpit on a Tuesday morning that should not be happening that you're still doing? Is that how wild you're getting? Or are you getting so wild for the kingdom that you know the days are short? We're running out of time, my friends. I remember being raised in this full-blooded little Italian family and had a grandmother four foot nothing. I mean four foot nothing. She was like that short. But boy, could she slap you. It didn't matter. It'd be like, <laughs> oh, man. And she didn't care where she hit you. It was coming for your head, man. I had scars. I had pain. I'm telling you, I, she drew blood. It just happened. And she would say, you know what? she say, Jesus is a common Jesus is like, you better live a right to Jesus. Is. Man, that's a long time ago. Today, if she hit me, I'd be like calling the popo. My little grandmother would be like, I didn't mean to go to jail. You're gone. Don't judge me. But wild things. What wild things? So what does this mean? Wild will cause you to do things that you didn't want to do and take you places you don't want to go. That's wild. That's how wild this is. But the Bible talks about this wild. Is They say that this, the wild is this. How many have ever had an adrenaline rush? Like you went to do something, it's like, how many? Like you hunt. You go hunting. That's wild, man. I never hunted in my life until I came to Michigan. Battle Creek, Michigan, first place, first stop. Hey, I'm from Pittsburgh. My wife's from Long Island, New York. We met in Philadelphia. We started in Battle Creek. Okay. Battle Creek. We actually talked like that for a long time. I'm Battle Creek. Didn't understand it. Didn't understand it. Went hunting. They put me up. They didn't put me up in a tree stand. They didn't give me like this real nice, this real nice shed, which are like homes. They got kerosene heaters in them, man. You're freezing. They gave me a bucket and a whoopee cushion. <laughs> and said, bag the big one, man. When you see it. Now, let me tell you something. You'll see a fawn. Don't touch it. You'll see a doe. Don't go. Here comes a buck. It'll happen. It's going to be this time of the year. Man, just wait. Be patient. They put me on a bucket. You talk about wild. I'm sitting out there thinking somebody's going to shoot me. I'm from the city. Nobody's going to like me. They're going to find me dead. It don't matter, man. I should have never came here. But that opening morning at 6.15 in the morning, there it was. And then there comes the fawn. There comes the doe. And then I hear this. And I see it. What, what the heck was that? I hear noises. I'm a shot of cow. But don't, la- don't laugh at me because you've been there. Y'all like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I almost did too. But I remember that, that, that big buck came, eight-point buck, man, sit right side. It's like the, the Lord just went, turned it, and it looked at me like, will you just shoot, get this over with? Bagged it right there. The only person to get a deer the first time ever hunting that day was me. Went back, to the, went back to the lodge where everybody was. I'm trying to relate to you hunter people. Like, I'm just trying to say this. I, I hunted for the next 12 years. I, I was there 12 years. I hunted for the next 12 years. I don't think I missed anything after that, man, except I threw a, so, never mind. So anyways, I, but that was wild because the adrenaline rush was like, <sighs> because they told me, you're going to be, how many of you ever know what I'm talking about? Anybody at all tracking with me? It starts to happen. That's the same adrenaline rush I get when I preach. When I see a 13-year-old girl two, three weeks ago at camp 
comes up to me on a Thursday night. I start preaching Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday's the final night. I'm preaching at night. This young girl, 13 years old, 17 foster care homes she's been at by the age of 13. How does that happen? And she starts to say this, you prayed the first night for healing, the first night for healing. I have struggled with manic depressiveness. I've been on drugs and, I, and, and anxiety attacks. But the reason why I waited till Thursday to tell you is because the healing happened on Monday. And I tested God Tuesday, Wednesday, and today, and I have not had any attack. I don't feel anxiety. I feel set free. And God whispered to me at the altar, I will make you my missionary to nations. Where nobody, nobody wanted you, people gave up on you, you are my daughter, 13 years old. When she told me that story, I'm telling you, when I drove back the next day to, to Pittsburgh, I was hired in a kite. I've never been high in my life, but the adrenaline rush of that wild, that's wild. You tell me what else is wild. A couple years ago, 2005, I take a missionary trip to a big major city, and I, we're there ministering for a whole week, and at the end of the week, I lost a kid. Tell me that would work Grand, at Granville Rest. You lost a what? Lost a kid, man. I said to my wife, what are we going to do? Well, we got to reach out and find him. we got to find out where he is. It didn't take long. About an hour later, somebody came up to us and said, hey, listen, you got a white kid with a big fro? You missing him? I'm like, yeah. Looked like a pencil. I said, that's him. He said, come with us. He's down in what they call the leper colony. It's the dirtiest part of the city. It's where they that have disease and sickness, HIV, actually literally leprosy, come because he's blowing our minds and this kid is full of your Jesus. There's a circle and I have circle parts and I look and here on the, on the ground, on the, the gravel, kind of like dirt in this one part, there's a kid on his knees with a basin of water and tiles, tiles and he's washing the feet of lepers. And I looked down, I said, what are you doing, man? He looked up with tears and he said, is this not what you taught us? You talk about wild. He's from Grand Rapids, Dutch kid. Not that they can't. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it like that. I'm talking about this white kid from Grand Rapids is washing the black and Hispanic and the lost and the desolate and he's scrubbing their feet. And they're weeping and crying. And he's leading them to Jesus one at a time. Just tears. I'll never forget. He said, this is what I was built for. This is what you taught me. And now I know the calling of my life. You talk about wild. That's wild. That's radical. That's like, well, how does that pertain to us? Like, how do we do this? Like, they say in the military, the, the code for wild is to push through barriers or fright and nerves to make whatever it takes to defend our country. That's wild. When you take and you take a stance for what God is, number one is God can do anything. God can do anything. So what does this mean? Now to him who is able to do what he can ever do. Let me read one more scripture to you in Jude chapter 1, verse 24 that parallels with this. Jude chapter 124, it says, To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. Come on, right there I could stop. That's amazing to me. Only God can give you the ability, watch this, the able. Only he is able. Only God can give you the ability, the able. 
He is to push through, to move when you don't feel like moving because it's the power within. There are days I don't even feel like getting up. There are days I feel like, how many have ever been there? You feel tired, you're worn, and you don't feel like moving, but there's something, there's a spark within you that says this. Today, because Christ is in me, I can wash feet. Because Christ is in me, I can change one young lady's life at a time. Because God is within me that when somebody comes into my business or wood eight, are you really from there? Check you out, man. Wood eight, how you doing? Where the cameras, bro? Come on, man. You should be putting me on TV, man. I'm just telling you. You know how many lives I could be affecting right now? What's wrong with you? Man, come on, brother. And so, what? Hey, you get in there, man. You do your job. But somebody comes along and having a bad day. And you say, wait a minute, time out. I know this more now than I ever have before. He is able. When our ability is, come on, guys. We're fixers. We, we are the people that can make things right. We take an inventory. We turn it around. We lost stuff. We can find stuff. We think until we can't find it. We think we're healers for our marriages, and sometimes we're just more fuel on the fire. Now, wait a minute. Come on. There's sometimes we think we're healing something, and then when we, and we get mad and we say something, and then we go back to ground zero. And before you know it, it's like, man, I thought that I went to classes, and I thought I did this marriage stuff, and I thought I'm prepping for this pre-counseling, and all of a sudden I said one thing. What's up with women? They're sensitive, dude. We say one thing wrong, and it's, it, you shouldn't have gone there. You got to turn it back. You got to be gentle. You got to be strong for them, because that's why we're men. God created men to be prophet, priests, and kings. Come on. And then we take the queens of our lives or the princesses of our lives and we grow them and we show them Jesus, the depth of Jesus, the gentleness of Jesus, but the power of Jesus that has authority. See, friends, when we get this wild in our lives, we can change anything, anytime, anywhere. We can change the temperature of a room. We can walk into a room that's so depressed. I've walked into funerals. I'm telling you right now, I don't know why they asked me to do some of these funerals because it's about to be a party time. I'm serious. I didn't come in to just bury the dead. I came in to resurrect life, man. To give hope when there's no hope. To give power when there's no power. To give the peace of Jesus when there's no peace. It's chaos. How does that happen? He's within you. You can change one life at a time in a restaurant. Man, I've come to some restaurants where I've had people eavesdrop. There's all just like this. And I'm like, I ain't even talking. Listen, I talk loud here. But when I'm in a restaurant, I don't like when people talk real loud. Hey, how you doing? I'm like, man, can we bring it down a little bit, okay? You ever been around those kind of people? I have those friends in my life, man. They're just loud. And I'm loud, but not, not in those settings. I don't care to get loud. I care to get loud on the street. I care to get loud when I preach because I want just people to hear what God has. But sometimes there's been times in restaurants I've said little subtle words or I've actually taken the hand of a waitress and begin to pray for them. And those, that changes the temperature of the restaurant. It changes people's lives one at a time. We need to start getting wild for the things of God. Not for you, but because he's in us. Let me give you a couple ables and I'll finish. Yeah, man. <laughs> God is able to create something out of nothing. God is able to create something out of nothing. You might think it's hopeless. You might be like, God, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm at my wit's end. I don't know how I'm going to do this. There is no way out. And God says, wait a minute, I am the way. 
I am your only way out. And you think, oh, God, I'm going to get spiritual just when there's a tra- traffic or there's trouble. Because friends, let me tell you something. I'm not spiritual. I'm not religious. I'm not. I'm a follower of Jesus. Let me tell you something, man. I don't follow anything else. I know I'm ADD, I'm ADD, ADHD, I'm ESPN. I have all that stuff in my life. But I'm going to tell you straight up, I'm going to do what Jesus says. Because how many of you have ever done what somebody else says and it's been a traffic jam? How many have ever been there? Somebody tells you, try this, try that. You try it, and all of a sudden, you get to the office the next day, and they're like, <laughs> you tried that? And it's like, dude, that wasn't a joke, man. That's my life. Sometimes people set us up. Sometimes people call themselves friends, and they're not friends. They're trying to sabotage your dream. Come on, somebody. They're trying to sabotage your dream. Before you can understand the prophetic, Mike, you did such a great job with the prophetic. I'm telling you, Old Testament, Sam. But there, before you get to the prophetic, guard you so you're not pathetic. I know a lot of pathetic Christians. Come on. I know a lot of people say they're Christians, and I, I really have to say, God, I know they profess that. But, man, God, where is the fruit in that? Like selfish people, like people sometimes that do things and it's like, that doesn't even make sense. How did that ever happen to me? I thought we were friends and they sabotage your dream. I have three sisters, man. I used to watch my sisters with their girlfriends. And they would get ready for parties and they would go places and they would talk about what they're going to dress like and this and that. And then they would show up all with the same dress. And they would sabotage the whole dance because they thought they looked better in that dress than the other one. But who gave them the... The idea was a sister or a friend. People will try to sabotage what you do. But your wildest things is he's able to create something out of nothing. That's Matthew chapter 9, 3. Matthew 9, 3. Let me give you another one. God is able to make all grace abound to you. All grace abound to you. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. I'm giving you some scripture here. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. How about this one? God is able to deliver. Anybody here been delivered? God is able to deliver, man. Daniel 3, 17. God is able to deliver you out of your fiery furnace, fiery situation. Number four, God is able to give you strength to rise above trials. How many of you today are going through something? Anybody going through something? Don't, don't be like this. How many of you are going through something? Do me a favor. I, I, this might be how I close. I want you to stand up. Just stand up. Just Because I want the reason I have you stand up, not that you're going through something, because we're all going through something. We really are. We're all going through something. But the reason why I have people stand up because we're going through something is the fact that you're not the only one. See, this is the problem with man. The problem with man, I'm telling you, man, is we get stuck in we're the only one that has this. It's time to get so wild to get out of your box and start to think about somebody else because the Bible says when you pray for somebody else, it releases something within you that God starts to do a work within you. When I can forget about me and all of my junk and all of my stuff and I can start praying for you that are standing, that are going through something because I'm standing. I'm standing already. There's stuff that we're going through, stuff that we're facing, decisions to be made, future things, things that are right now on the table. Like, God, if you don't take care of my marriage right now, God, I'm telling you today it's over. And God stretches us to that midnight, 10, 50, 11, 59, 11, 59, 59. And then all of a sudden it turns midnight, boom, here's the answer. And God says, I told you, I had you. It's like, where you been? Well, didn't you pray for me to come when I come? Not when you do? I'm here. 
I will come in the midst of your storm. I will stand in the midst of your fire. Gentlemen, I'm having you stand because you're not the only one that has faced things or are facing something. He is able to deliver you. The Bible says that out of Daniel, he's able to give you strength, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. He's able to save. He's able to build you up in grace. So how do we apply this today? We apply this by brothers standing by brothers, iron sharpening iron, which Pastor Tom's already said, thank you. But we also stand in the gap for each other because we have a situation. Do me a favor. I'm going to pray this prayer to finish. He is able. Only he is able. I'd like you to, if you're standing, if you're seated by somebody standing, do me a favor, just get up because even though we're not standing, just finish my time. Look at it. Even though we're not standing, we could still put a hand on somebody. Put, just take it by the a shoulder to shoulder. I don't care if you put a hand on the shoulder. I don't care if you put a hand on the back. I don't care if you take somebody by the hand. We're not weird here. We are men, but this is the problem. Women's conferences, they're, they're going crazy. They're having all kinds of nuts, victories, and everything's happening. The women are coming home screaming and yelling. And men are like, when's it going to happen? It's going to happen. It's already started to happen. The crazy thing is you've got to think past you. And you've got to get wild enough, not to streak across some kind of football field, God help us. But you've got to get wild enough to know this. God knows your dreams. And he knows your wildest dreams. He knows your immeasurably wildest dreams. He didn't come to sabotage them. He came to fulfill them. And you're walking through a storm right now, and you're in the midst of that fiery furnace or that, that, that lion's den. And only God knows. Father, today I'm asking you in the name of Jesus. Father, shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm, there are men that are standing. There are those that did not stand, but in their heart, they are lonely. They're, they're tired. They're weary. Father, give us strength right now to do the wild. Father, why? Because you're within us. Come on, man. You're within me. You're within me, God, and I can stop traffic. I can step into my home in the name of Jesus and say, Satan, that's enough. Get out of my house. Start to anoint your doorpost, your bedpost of your children. Start to walk in authority because he's in you. Start to walk in the power of your office. Go into your office. Go into your workplace. Anoint the doorposts. Anoint the secretary's area. Anoint your office in the name of Jesus. Anoint the shop where all the stuff is put together. I go into your place of your radio station or TV station and anoint those things. Anoint the desk. Anoint the desk of the boss that's a tyrant. Anoint, before they even know it, anoint their doorpost. You cause Satan to flee. For the Bible says, gentlemen, the Bible says when you came to tempt me, for it is written, it's already been done. The power of authority of God has already been written in the word of God that can cause you to stand up against the evil one. Why? Because my Jesus, your Jesus, our Jesus is within us and he is able to do far more than we could ever imagine. Far more than we could ever go. Gentlemen, I want to, I want to excite your soul today that you have to lay this on this table. You have to lay this on this altar. You've got to say, God, I cannot. God, only you can. And so I trust you. God, give us the power. Give us the authority today to every step we take in the name of Jesus. Come on, gentlemen. In the name of Jesus, every step that I take, I cause authority to walk. I cause authority to shake. I cause authority to make a way where there was no way. In every part of my life, I want you to say this with me. God, today, cause me 
to rise up. Be within me. Stir your spirit within me that everything I touch, every place I walk, everything I say is Jesus. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, gentlemen.